Hello and a very warm welcome to today's episode of Finding Me, Rebuild You and Your Life After Domestic Abuse. Today, we're talking about employment and constructive dismissal. Coming out of any relationship requires a period of readjustment, never more than when the relationship has been characterised by abuse. And the old principle of changing one thing at a time is more important now more than ever. Aside from the obvious benefits of having a job, in that it provides a good focus, structure, and helps to pertain to your energy levels and motivation. From my own experience, it can definitely be harder keeping that job down than one would assume. I was made redundant despite my best efforts. And I know of survivors who, after taking a period of sick leave, were pressured into returning to the office before they felt safe and ready. Although there's no readily available research in this domain, I'm led to believe from the people I've spoken to that there is a strong correlation between women exiting their relationship and being forced out of their job because they're not being given the space or the support they need from their employers. In today's show, we'll be talking to Jessie Gomez. Jessie is studying for her PhD and working at the same time in a very male-dominated sector. We're going to hear Jessie's experience of unfair treatment in the workplace and what she did to overcome it. I'm your host, Natalie War, and this is Finding Me, Rebuild You and Your Life After Domestic Abuse. Jessie Gomez is a multiple award-winning occupational health, safety and well-being executive. Jessie was in a stable role for a number of years when she started to feel like she had been discriminated against and took her case to the Employment Tribunal. A very warm welcome to the show, Jessie. Thank you very much for inviting me, Natalie. Can you start by telling us what happened to you? Uh, yes, so basically I've been a victim of uh, discrimination in the workplace. So um, it was um, returning from my first uh, maternity leave when I had my first baby. Um, I find out that my role was uh, altered and I was stripped out of uh, my main strategic and responsibility. Um so I was requested to travel extensively and I was put under um, increasing workload pressure on the first day of my return from maternity leave. So uh, at the time, I didn't um, have a childcare arrangement. I was still breastfeeding and also I didn't receive any post-maternity risk assessment or ask if I needed any special arrangements when returning to work. So um, I, I was like, it was really a shock in my system and I resigned immediately. And following that day, I submitted a grievance uh, to my previous employer and uh, this grievance never really been properly investigated. Wow, just really clear signs that they weren't supporting you. I think it's important to mention for our listeners that we're not telling anyone to resign from their job by any stretch, of course. because for for many women, they're not able to resign immediately as they have a family look, to look after and only one income. However, in your case, it was quite extreme. So looking back, what advice would you give to listeners, even though you're on mat leave? There may have been some prior signs that something wasn't quite right. So at what point should you have raised the alarm 
and who would you suggest that people should raise it with? Yes, uh, of course. Uh, I mean, from my case and from my experience, uh, I was working for an extensive amount of year before I got pregnant, but things were really stagnant for me. Uh, my career wasn't taking off and uh, despite um, having like really uh, being a high performer, I was still not getting promoted when I can see other people getting promoted. So I think you have to be really attentive to red sign, uh, red flags. Uh, if you, if you don't see a promotion coming, if you don't see a bonus coming, it, it could be, it could be a sign that there's something going wrong. So months before getting pregnant, things started to deter deteriorate for me with an internal client. I had anxiety increasing. And I lost my confidence and my voice because this man was making me really feel diminished. And um, when we were on meeting, he would be talking over me. And um, it, it was like clearly a, a sign of nearly like an abusive relationship. I always compare that. It's exactly what you can have in a, in a relationship. It could be friendship or marital relationship. You can have this type of behavior at work. So I felt that this man was really abusive towards me, not let, not let me, not letting me talk, not, um, taking into account my voice. So at that point, I started really getting really anxious. And, um, and uh, I think the first red flag as well was like, I was already moved project when I returned from my honeymoon, you know? So this is was like already a red flag. Why would you change me? I I mean, from my opinion, I think they were probably thinking, oh, she's going to get pregnant, then she's going to leave. So they were kind of like preparing um, the ground to 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 accommodate this woman who will be probably leaving. So I'm making assumption here, but the assumption come, come right. Yeah. You mentioned anxiety, and I must admit that I've had real anxiety in a job where you're just... You, you're not focusing on the task because you're so concerned about the, the, the politics that's going on. And actually, you're right, that's an absolutely that's a red flag. So if anyone feels that they are unable to do their job because someone else inside or outside of the business um, is, is, is preventing them from doing it, you're suggesting that they should yeah so basically for, for me the most important things it's um uh, uh, approach your um hr department and go to them and and what is really important is like start gathering evidence of certain behavior uh, uh reemphasize in an email certain type of of behavior to 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 start making evidence but definitely the human resources will be your first steps uh in order to raise any concern and it could be it could be more formally with a with a submitting a grievance but you could start slowly by by letting hr know what's going on and if then not taking um extra step to support you you raise a grievance and then the next step i will say it's to um if you're part of a trade union, use your trade union. If you're not part of a trade union, get into a trade union and start uh, um, uh, uh, paying your um, monthly um, fee. And then you could get support from your trade union. And I think this is really important because um, uh, for some reason, I was advised when I was pregnant to join a trade union 
because things can get really shady after you had a baby and things got really ugly for me. So I'm really glad I follow the advice uh, of an HR investigator who was telling me just join the trade union. We never know. I mean, it's it's an investment. D- just don't think it as a, a, a as an expense. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think um, some organisations, especially um, newer businesses, they don't always have trade unions. Like the last couple of companies that I've been working for, they haven't had trade unions. So who can who can um, individuals reach out to externally? I'm sure that there's probably charities around that can support yeah, as well. So the UK it's quite specific because. Yeah, you're right. There are no trade unions sitting uh, inside organization. So you often have to get your own uh, trade union. So shop around, have a look and join the trade union you want. Obviously, also, you have uh, other um, charities who can help. You have government um, legal aid. You have the Citizen Advice Bureau. You have ECAS. If it's maternity, you have maternity action. You could have a wide range of free uh, legal advice to start with. And obviously, if things have become really heavy, I would advise you to, um, to, to, to contact a solicitor and to start getting like real advice. And this is not without, um, um, without an extensive fee because solicitor can be quite expensive. But uh, if it's an initial consultation, it could be cheaper. So it's worth trying and trying to understand if your situation is uh, uh, unlawful. There are charities out there as well that provide legal support for women, rights of women. You have pregnant then screwed as well. Yeah. And and what, what advice, and I know obviously you resigned, but what advice would you give to women who are feeling... They're, they've taken time off work, they're at home and they're focusing on, you know, dealing with their issues at home and their employer is, you know, putting pressure on them to come back to work. What would you suggest in that situation? Yeah, so basically for me, um, I uh, obviously just had, uh, I had a baby like nine months earlier. I was still, I was still breastfeeding, so I was still full of hormones, uh, my, my physiotherapy, my my body phys- physiologically wasn't the same. There were things still going on. So um, I went to my GP. I think yeah, pe- uh, people have to think as a as a first point of contact is go to your GP, speak with your GP, and sometimes you can you can get um, um, the possibility to 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 make unfit for work. What's happened for me? It's like I was so stressed, and just the idea of returning to the workplace was making me feel sick and anxious and, and stressed. And, and then I got depressed as well. So uh, in the last few weeks of my, um, uh, when I was working my notice, I just didn't go to back to work. I work out my notice looking after myself and uh, being at home. So I'll say to wo- to woman or anyone going through that, it's like look after yourself and take the time off you deserve to 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 focus on your health because it can really um go downhill really quickly um i i won't come back to work i think it's really and i know that all situations are different but you need to be able to 
to look after your mental health. And, and I think that this is where organizations are right. If they force you to come back when you're not well, this is not right at all. I mean, they have a duty of care and they have to look after their employees. So they can't force you to come back. If your GP said you are unfit, if you're not well, do not come back because things are going to get worse. This is my, from my own experience. Yeah. And obviously everybody is different. And as you said earlier, uh, not, not everyone has access to some financial resource of being able to, uh, to, to, to stay at home. But, but I was also paid being at home. So it really depend of the, of the illness policy as well and out of work policy. So you really have to check if you, if you're going to be paid as well. It, it, they can have multiple factors who make you do presenteeism, what they call it's like when you're not well and you still go and you still show up. But this is not a solution. So tell us a little bit more about how your case, how it developed and, and what happened. Yeah, so basically mine was like clearly constructive dismissal. I couldn't bear uh, uh, anymore to be treated because it's been quite a lengthy uh, episode of discrimination over the years. I never get promoted, never get like a proper pay rise or bonuses. So for me, it was like uh, so something was like definitely wrong. And, and I get to the point that I was burned out. And my burnout happened to be timely with when I had a baby. And when you depress after having a baby, it's called postnatal depression. So um, it, it was called that way, postnatal depression, even though it was provoked provoked by by work it was provoked by the way i was uh treated and it was also clearly a constructive dismissal because to have to behave that way when a woman is coming back from maternity the time wasn't right to change projects to tell to to increase workload i think organization could do better than that yeah and then did did your employers come to the table once you'd taken it to the employment tribunal? I think um, that employers are not really interested into any negotiation until you write in front of the court. So I'd like to give really send some love to women who are going through legal proceedings because it's hard. It's really hard. You need to be strong and you need to hold because um, usually the situation reserves itself when the court is coming and um, um, big organizations do not like uh, this type of publicity and they do not like also to lose in their reputation. You know, they work so hard doing PR and making themselves look so good that having this type of publicity is just not something they willing to pay and, and it can cost more, you know, at the end of the day. It, it, it's really intimidating to go to the court and also all the burden is on the victim to prove. So you feel like you're alone, basically. You feel like you David against Goliath and you, and you have to think that the court is, the court is there to judge. They're not there for you. They're not there for the company. They're there to look at the fact and the evidence. So you better have like, um, really your folder 
and 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 get all your evidence together because this is what they're gonna look at that's why earlier i was saying you need to have proof get text get screenshots get emails get recording even recording get everything you can have to 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 be able to prove any of the allegation you have I couldn't agree with you more, Jesse. Having that evidence is crucial. It is your negotiation tool. Without it, you've not got a leg to stand on. After going through the family courts with my abuser, I didn't even have the strength to address any employment concerns. But actually, I think I was so weary, I just really took it at face value so where else can our listeners get support? Mm, yeah, no, you're right. And and I think it's really trying to don't close yourself to your family and friends because this is what what's happened as well. So think about your extensive family and friends, but also you have, as I was saying earlier, Citizen Advice Bureau, ACAS, Women's Head, you have legal head part of uh, your home insurance. If you opt in, you can have access to free legal advice. And this is priceless. So if you have already a home insurance, make sure to add for an extra pound, uh, pounds, uh, for extra pounds, you can add your um, uh, legal expenses paid in, in case you're going to the court. Unfortunately, it's not something you do all the time, but when it's happened, I'm telling you, this can help you because... Uh, legal fee are really expensive yeah and, uh, and and based on what you have been through and and very luckily come out the other side with hard work and sheer determination what are you, what changes are you advocating for what do you want to change about this entire process yeah i think it's it's really difficult because um uh, it's it's an internal organization shift of mindsets that need to be done. And I must say, not all the organizations are the same. Uh, obviously, for me, it was a heavy male-dominated uh, industry. So what I will expect is to have more men allies. And I'd like to see more women to speak up. And I would like to encourage more women to speak up. And, and really, my one of my main goal in life at the moment is to is to really help a uh, woman career advancements and and, and speaking up uh, uh, if they are like unlawful uh, behavior because if you are in a company that really value women you shouldn't have to go through this type of discrimination or you shouldn't be seeing bullying harassment um, going as part of the culture of the company. So there really a cultural shift to be done. And I work a lot on this helping organization, but also, uh, helping men and, and, and women to, women to speak up and men to, to be allies. So organization should not be turned deaf to, 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 to any submitted grievance and, and they have to investigate properly, uh, any allegation and take them seriously. But I feel like that there needs to be some legislative changes. So in the same way, women are supposed to be protected around their maternity leave. And obviously you have brought a very real example of where you weren't protected. But I think that women who have um, gone through domestic abuse and able to prove it in some way, like there's a benchmark for proving it, their employer 
must they, they must be protected um and not forced out of the business and that should be something that happens because at the end of the day these women are still people who will contribute to the economy and i feel that they should given the tar- the space and time in the same way as you're having a child but given the space and time to get yourself sorted and back into work because i bet half of these women are going to work harder than the average person because of you know everything that they've been through and the need to want to keep their jobs and provide for themselves and move forward so yeah exactly I do agree. I do agree. They have to, they have to move forward. And sometimes, you know, there's some loss of confidence. You know, you had a baby, you've been out for some time. Organization should be, should be doing better into transitioning women back. You know, it's a transition. It's a new life starting and women are valuable, as you said, in a workplace. So they need to understand that this is can't be the, 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 the return has to be done smoothly and it has to be risk assessed as well. You know, they have to risk assess. Is a woman still breastfeeding? Is a woman have childcare in place? Uh, is, it, is she's not going to be feeling overwhelming returning to the, to the uh, organization? And it's certainly not the best time to change a woman's role or, or, or to change her responsibilities. I think organizations have to be more responsible than that and and demonstrate that they are doing better. Yeah. If they are committing to the do doing better, not to uh, whitewash the whole process, to set up these processes and procedures, but really there's still cases going on below the surface where people are still being forced out. Um so to summarize, employment tribunal should be your last resort. And it should only ideally be when you've exhausted all options. Um, raise your concerns early and as, and as often as need be and collect that evidence. Seek external support. Try to avoid the pressure to quit. Easily said than done. But if you can, you know, and. L- l- Notify your organization and tell them that they're actually putting undue pressure on you and you and, and it's not helping the situation. Be vocal that you're feeling under pressure. Anything else you can add to that for us, Jesse? Yeah, I think also um, what women and I think what we're not doing enough and organization are not doing enough is to coach this woman as well. And, and not only women, coach men as well. We see a lot of... Um, uh, of event where uh, they they make it all about women and this event are full of women desperate of trying to be understood but i think we need to educate men as well and organization has to do event where they provide awareness to men about how to treat women in a workplace or any marginalized group in a workplace you can't just go and do whatever you want we have we have discrimination laws. We have protective characteristic. So this is has to be uh, 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 really demonstrate within the organization. So if any woman is going through uh, such abusive relationship at home, at work, or anywhere else, it's not your fault. And often you, we often think that it's our fault. What did I do? And I'm telling you, if, if you feel something is wrong, it's because something is really wrong. So seek, seek, seek advice. Yeah. 
always trust your instincts when it comes to those things raise your alarm don't keep quiet about any of this you know I think keeping quiet about domestic abuse has got to the extremes that it has done because people are keeping it quiet so we need to speak up always always yeah and I think organization could be also better in trying to support this woman because it's not normal that you have to go through after an abusive uh, um, uh, case you have to lose your job I mean it's putting really women at risk uh, um, and um, and yes you you don't have any any income because you don't you you don't have um you, you, you on your own. So, um, I think organizations need to be better to try to support this woman, uh, uh mentally and, and be there for them instead of like using the opportunity to make them redundant because they're going through a difficult time. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. That was so insightful. It was great to hear your story and what you went through. But even more important me. is the fact that you you thought came out with a successful conclusion. So, you know, that, that's really inspiring. Um, thank you very much for joining us today. That brings us to a close. If you, the listener, have any questions or comments regarding anything we discussed during this show, please don't hesitate to email us at me after abuse at gmail.com if you if you like the show hit subscribe so that you can get every episode straight to your mailbox and if you have time give us a quick review just to help other women go through the same thing and finally thanks for listening 